Last time on Lawful Stupid. Welcome, new agents. Welcome to the Night of the Night Guard, or as you will come to know it, the KNG. You are already dead to everyone you know. Your only option is to succeed. I will see you first thing tomorrow in the training facility. That door on the right opens. Through this door walks a a, a much shorter than normal elderly elf woman. A group three. Come with me, please. Yeah, I get up. up Straighten my (laughs) suit. Welcome, team three. We are going to be the best. I I have to see how you work as a a team. I'll be back in just a moment. And she turns and she goes to that door. You notice in the reflection of the mirror, that pile of rubble has begun to form up into a miniature version of a stone golem. B, you lash out the golem, 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 bursts into pebbles. Congratulations, everyone. You've just put Rocky Balboulder six feet or so under. He's going back home. You send him back home to his family. You have passed the test. The room that you're in, this this forty I, by forty square room. Yes, I, I would like to uh, say that Lucian spends fifteen seconds looking uh, between a wounded William and the pile of rocks, and wounded William and the pile of rocks before running up and casting cure wounds on uh, Rocky Balboa Boulder. Well, let's go ahead and take the fifteen seconds now and get. <laughs> That was a long 15 seconds. So, you, what are you healing for? No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm going to heal oh. really. <laughs> so, he does not heal him. Great. The room you're in, rock. because you've, you rolled it. No, I'm going to heal William, though. Make up your mind. I said you I'm going to heal William, not no. Rocky Balboa. I don't care about Rocky. He's gone. You can't get to him. He's gone. <laughs> he gone. He already he gone. fell in the hole. He fell in the he, went, he, failed he, went his down, day, down. he failed his death We put saves. him away. We put him in the box that we're going to sell him in Patreon. <laughs> uh, that is gonna be seven points of healing. Oh, I feel real good. Uh, thank you. Of course. You look like you're in pain. It didn't feel great. The room, as you are standing there, seems to put it back itself back together. That that glass that shattered um, is is. <laughs> Seems to almost like going in reverse in time and becomes a perfectly centered, well-maintained mirror. The floor in the middle, the, the, both of the, uh, or all three of the levers, rather, all the ones you pull down, all go back to their up position. Um, the, fl- the hole in the floor is, is gone, and everything seems to be normal about this room once again. The lights fade down, it goes to black, and as they come back up, you'll notice that the door opposite of the one you came in now reappears. The one that you came through is not there. And about that time you see the door handle turn, and in walks this little old elf lady, and she's holding a plate of cookies that you had saw before. And she comes in, she shuts the door behind her, um, and she like snaps her fingers, and this table appears right before her, and she sets the plate down. And she kind of folds her hands in front of her, and she looks up at all of you, and she has the most beaming smile. 
Um, if you anyone you ever loved in your life that approved of you and you you sought that approval, it almost feels like that from her. She you you feel like she's actually proud of you, and she says. Congratulations, champions. I'm so proud of you and, and all that you've accomplished. <clears throat> and she turns and picks up that plate again, and she says, Miss B, would you please step forward? Miss B will step forward after tucking her daggers away back in her boots so she's not scary to this little old lady. And, and the lady says, uh, for, Forgive me. My name is Misery. And she kind of looks at you, almost like if like you should know the joke. <laughs> and it, what do you guys do? What do you say? Do you do anything? What's is, your it, is it Miss Eerie? No, it's Misery. Is it Ms. Uh, Eerie? I learned what Ms. <laughs> is today. Nope, it's just straight up Misery. <laughs> it's, it's not the thing that I said three cents. <laughs> no, no, Ms. Uh, and Miss are different. <laughs> like M.S.? Like MRS versus MS. MRS. Yeah. yeah well, you I, learned today? I learned today that Ms. Like is like when you're a widower. Miss Alina. MRS means you're married. Yeah. No, 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 there's one means for, that you're single. But yeah, but when you're a widower, it's Ms. Oh, I didn't know that. That's it's Miss, Mrs. and Ms. When, you're really uh, putting a damper on. No, 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 it's not widower. When you're it's, when you're a widower, married. it's Mister. No, no, no. Yeah, you're right. It's it's when you've been married, but you're no longer married. You can never go back to a a miss. You're a miss. No, you're a, you're you're and, and also uh, cooks and maids are always misses. Is it is how that is pronounced? MRS misses. Well, her name is Misery. <laughs> She's none of those things. Uh, is it because? Is it because you love company? I do! I <laughs> love it so much. I'm so glad you're all here. Thank you. <laughs> Miss B. With a, with a solemn, more solemn tone. And she said, "You so you step forward and you put your daggers away. And she says, I watched you all as you, you battled today. That The test was to determine how you functioned with one another. You are brave. You were the first one to, to really take an attack and, and stand your ground. And even when the beasts tried to leave, you, were, you attacked on it. However, where you failed is to, to really rally your team and you let them step away. You will be required to make sure your team can stick around with you. You need to rely on them more. But overall, very good job. And she lifts the plate up of cookies to you and says, please take one. She will take a cookie and just nod in understanding from the lady. Uh, do you eat the cookie? Does she look at me like I need to eat the cookie? Like she's like Absolutely. waiting for it. She yeah. does not, her eyes never left. She's waiting for approval. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah, she she will definitely take a bite of these cookies. It's almost like you were in a dark room and a light turned on. Your, all of your memories seem to come rushing back to you. The, when the man came to you to ask you to join the KNG, why, why you decided that you were going to join the KNG, and eventually even the memory now that you have of the day you died and your funeral. And so what you're seeing now is your funeral, and you're, you're a ways outside of the village that you live in. Where would, where would the uh, funeral take place? Uh, in your village, uh, I feel 
figured it'd be off to the edge, overlooking, I don't know, some somewhere scenic, whether it's a lake or... I don't know, I don't remember what bodies of water are nearby, but somewhere around there. Okay, and something you frequent often, and, and, and probably a place uh, that you and your beloved husband, Neo, would have walked uh, pretty often. And so what you see there as you stand with, with the man who recruited you, and you, you would eventually... Um, come to ask him his name um, and you would know that his name is as my notes say Agent Triad or Triad he doesn't care what you call him um, as he stands there with you overlooking this this funeral you see your children how many children do you have? Uh, a lot of children and grandchildren and I think we got down to great grandchildren or they're coming soon uh, coming soon to a family <laughs> near you so yeah. yes you have you have a, a large extended family mm-hmm but you notice there are two grave plots. One has your name on it, and the other has your husband's name on it. And as your family stands around weeping for you, obviously, it's, it's, it's very sad. You, you're sad, but you're at peace because of the pain he was in the last few years um, mm-hmm. that, you, that you were together. And that's your funeral. Is anything? Are there any um, ceremonies that they they have? You know, for your for the twilights. For the twilights, uh, I feel like it always happened during twilight when the event was held. Um, everyone dresses in like yellows instead of your traditional blacks, uh, just so they kind of glow in the nighttime. Uh, and fireflies would spring about. Um, and even though they're sad, they're still kind of like celebrating life. It's, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it there. <laughs> okay. And so all of that comes back to you and you're back in the space. You're back in this room and misery standing up at you, staring up at you. And she almost knowingly nods to you. She'll use her free hand and cover her mouth as, like, tears roll down. Just because even though she's calm because of Neo, it still hurts. And and, uh, Misery, she holds the plate with one hand and puts the other on your shoulder and says, I know it's hard, dear. It gets easier. She steps back and she looks over to Lucian. Lucian, step forward, please. Uh, yes. Lucian, you are selfless to a fault. Seeking first to aid your comrades in battle. Immediately seeing that they were cared for. Throwing no caution for yourself immediately. That will take you very far. But there will be times that you must make decisions and be bold for yourself. Remember that. And she holds up the plate to you to take a cookie as well. Yeah, I put my still and lit cigarette uh, behind my ear and grab that cookie and chomp a chomp. And almost as if you were in a dark room and a light came on, same thing for you. All of the memories you had of the recent events that brought you to the KNG come flooding back to you. And then there's your, the memory you have of your funeral, where you had told a lot of people that you had to go, you're, you're traveling for whatever reason, you wouldn't be back for some time. Um, they had to make sure that, you know, that, that loophole was closed. And so whatever they did, they had a funeral for you instead. Of course, you're watching from a distance. Um, 
And what you see is is Tasha has a family in between. She holds the, the hands of presumably a, a mother and father um, who also have a couple other kids. And, and you see that the KNG held true to their promise that she would be taken care of and, and that the orphanage would be taken care of. And she stands there. And as they begin to throw the dirt onto your grave, she pulls out of her pocket a piece of that molasses candy and she takes one and she tosses the other into your grave. Um, and then she turns and as they are the last people to leave, she walks with her mother and father and they leave. If I may. Oh, go ahead. Um, th- there's, there's one person at the funeral. Uh, he kind of... He comes in. I, I feel like um, most of the citizens of Taggart, whose life were touched by Lucian, were, were there, um, kind of early and kind of celebrating life uh, before the actual funeral took place. And it was conducted by a very tall, somber man wearing just bordering on gaudy, um, illustrious priest wear. Um, and it, it's, it's Lucian's father. Mm. Um, he is, is the one who delivers the, uh, the eulogy and actually, uh, enters Lucian's remains? Coffin. Yes, it's, it's close coffin. Whatever they did, they made it seem legit. To, to anyone. Yeah. Okay, excellent. So your father's there. Delivers the eulogy. That's pretty heavy stuff. And so then you come back and you're standing in front of Misery. And so Misery, she sees the pain for a second in your eyes and says, we all have to give up what we love for something greater. I didn't think you'd come. And she, and she didn't say anything. She just... Mm-hmm. Shakes her head, and then finally she looks over to William. She says, "Dear William," as if you know know the drill to step forward. Real quick question: When these two ate the cookie, visibly, physically, did they change their demeanor in any way, shape, or form? They can choose that, but I would say that they were probably affected because they had forgotten sort of these things, especially the funeral. Um, that that one would have been extremely fresh. For you guys, maybe you had some hints of, you know, I know I'm in an organization I don't know all about, but I know why I'm here. But the funeral would be fresh to you. So you guys both kind of look downtrodden? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, she nope. has silent tears. <laughs> sure. Uh, step up, see, crying and down. I'm okay, thanks. Whatever's in that cookie, it seems bad. You don't know if these are just fucking amazing cookies that moved us to tears. <laughs> and you look downtrodden because of it? Or cry silently? No, uh, you might you just see tears, tears if you had cookies. Do you have cookies that depress you? I feel, so I feel like I'm, I'm in a reverie. I'm in a dream like sorrow. Maybe, maybe I'm sure. weeping because I'll never taste anything because, this good again. <laughs> this ruined your diet you were like oh man i had been bucking oh. two months without sweets <laughs> i'm out of ketosis oh no um she she says i, I suggest you eat it dear <sighs> sure i 
eat the cookie. No, I want to spend 40 minutes arguing about why Go I ahead. shouldn't do it. Let's bring it up. <laughs> no. uh, she's uh, she's got a, she's got a literal cookie. gun to his head. I suggest you eat the cookie, dear. She pulls out a gun and puts it to your head. <laughs> I just don't it's just do filled with cookie dough. She just no. is going to inject it into you yep. even faster. <laughs> I take a bite of the cookie. Uh, and as if you were in a dark room and had the light suddenly switched on, boom, memories come rushing back to you. Um, you remember exactly why you joined the K&G, and you remember the interactions you had. Uh, you remember all the kind of the preparations Actually. you were making to get here. And then you remember the funeral. Yours is a little mm-hmm. bit different because you didn't have a whole lot of people mm-hmm. who you let in um, to your life. I, 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 you can tell me. I don't know if you had. Yes. So I imagine William's funeral is actually large. However, nobody actually cares that it's William's funeral. Yes, I agree. It's it's an opportunity for other nobles and like politicians to show face, to do their dealings all under the guise of this, you know, well-respected noble or mm-hmm. not noble courtiers like passing. But he's cremated, right? And he gets shoved on a shelf somewhere. Um, <laughs> Literally. But 100% like Leon Rosewood, uh, who was his boss at the time, like gives the only eulogy. Like, he did a good job. I And I think, I think Leon, um, in his speech during your thing, he, not for a second does he believe you're actually dead. As he's talking, he he always he uses verbiage that would suppose like if he's out there, it almost makes people think that he's speaking about the afterlife. But you're there, you're there in a place where he can't see you. But he's speaking as if he knows that you're there and still alive. And uh, the the last thing he'll do is as he finishes, he pulls out. Um, he's like, and everyone, I wanted to propose a toast at a funeral if you'll look under your seats you all have glasses of blackberry brandy and so they do and there is uh, and he pulls up a bottle and he drinks from that bottle maybe you've shared in his office once before it's half, already half empty sure. he drinks it and then uh, he pours the rest on your grave to old friends and everyone toasts to old friends pours it on my urn yes <laughs> And um, I don't know if you oh. want to add anything to that. Cool. No, I, I come out of this this memory and go, what a waste of wonderful brandy. <laughs> Three <laughs> very, well, two, two very different reactions to these cookies. And she and Misery, um, knowing that you all have, have gotten your memories back, says, follow me. We have a lot to talk about. And she'll lead you out that door. Uh, and as she leads you out that door, you're, you're led into a bright hallway. Uh, everything seems pretty uniform here. All of the doors on the sides of the hallways as you walk down are basic brown doors. Each of them has like a light that's over it. So it almost, if it was a dark hallway, would still show a light over these doors. Um, she takes you through a series of hallways. And as you begin the inner workings of this place, it almost seems maze-like at first. And she even says, I know it seems confusing, but we'll work it out and you'll have this place down in no time. We've got gyms, we've got libraries, we've got laboratories, gardens, you name it, anything you need, we can make sure you, you have access to. There's even a lounge for KNG members. When when you feel like you've been under a lot of weight, you can get yourself a drink, but don't drink too much. 
Um, and she will lead you to um, a spot on a wall. And this door is unlike any of the other doors. It doesn't seem to have a handle. There's no handle, like, seem to wait to get in. But on the wall is a square box with, like, a light that seems to be, like, a horizontal line that's traveling up and down. Like a scanner is what it looks like. And she reaches into a pocket she has, and she pulls out these three uh, size of playing cards, uh, metal, like, discs. And they all have the same logo, which would be the KNG logo. I don't have that yet to be determined. And she hands each of you one of those. And she says, These are specifically for you to enter the room. What you do is you scan your card. The door will open and only you will be allowed in your room. No one else can come in unless they are level five or higher. And then she says, and and anything you want in your room will show up in your room, and you can't break anything out, and you can't take anything extra in, but you will have all the comforts that you ever had before in this room. Let me show you. And so she scans her card, and as the door opens, it it's like a barren room. There's nothing in it. As she steps through over the threshold... Um, a lot of older style furniture appears. There's a table with like teacups and things set around. Um, there's some music that begins to play, uh, like a violin perhaps is playing itself, you know, in the air. And then she steps back out and all of it disappears again. And so what I want to know is each of you, as you scan and step in, let's learn a little bit about what your character would have in their room. Ladies first, B. You scan your card. What happens when you walk in? Uh, when she walks in, does she get to have, like, her queen-sized bed again, or is it back to, like, a single no, twin No, you, whatever you think, like, tonight you're like, I wish I had a big plushy bed, and then tomorrow you're like, I wish I had a good, like, pallet, like a bunch of soft blankets to lay on the ground. That's what happens. Whatever you want, that's what happens. Okay, cool. I guess when she steps in the room and, like, starts imagining things for inside the room uh it'll be like the big queen size bed for her and uh like the sheets and comforters will be in like soft purples uh all different sorts of shades woods would be like all dark woods Mm. um would be like a dresser and i guess the wardrobe for the dresses and soft like semi lamps around the room as well as like Almost fairy lights around the top. Okay. Uh, nice, it's a beautiful, glow. very elegant room. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you step back out, and then mm-hmm. next up would be we'll say Lucian. Um, when he steps into the room, it is very brightly lit. Um, it is pretty spartan to be honest uh not a lot in here there is like a on the far wall as he comes in there's like a desk and a a like a golden sconce Mm. um kind of very a golden flame kind of sits in it uh and there there's a, a a mat on that desk uh kind of a place for prayer and then Above that, there's kind of like a little well, a ladder that leads up to an alcove and a very small um, bed. Hmm. And that's pretty much yeah, it. And mind you, no one else is seeing this. So when you go in, it's you knowing what's in your room. It's not um, anyone else then, who sees it. And he waits for a second. And he kind of looks around. 
He sticks out his hand, and a cigarette appears in between his fingers. Neat. <laughs> then he leaves. And William. Uh, yeah, I'll step into the room, and his room is uh, like a desk, like a nice oak desk with some parchment, some inks, and then on the opposite wall is like a like a couple bookshelves with like political books, books on the nations, um, and then there's like a, um like a wine rack, but it's full of the blackberry brandy. And then he's got a very simple, um, but nice bed, like, because he's used to staying in like nice places. Mm -hmm. So he's got a very well fitting bed. Um, and, uh, on the side of the bed, the nightstand, there's like a a pen holder Mm. where he can put his pen. He looks around, he grabs a bottle of brandy, takes a drink, puts it back and then walks out. You will notice about the brandy that... You, you're a man who has a refined taste, especially for brandy, that it tastes like brandy, but it's missing the alcohol content. <laughs> like they, they would have Wait, the- hold on. K- takes a drink of it, realizes it, throws it on the ground. And it shatters. And then leaves. <laughs> but it cleans yeah, itself yeah, up immediately. Because you really don't want it to be messy room, and because you don't want that, it cleans itself up. Um, so, no, animals will live, no animals will live in the KNG. <laughs> There actually is a couple animals. Uh, so I walk out and I say, I say to Misery, I can't have alcohol in my room. Really? Oh, you can you can have alcohol, dear. You just can't be a drunk. We need you in tip-top shape. There is a Same time thing. For- You're an initiate. You will get your chance later on. I see why your name is Misery now. It's because I love company. You could have sure. got the orc. He's a mean fellow. You, we look over at his group and they're just doing wall sits. <laughs> medicine balls of a bed. You want to get your room? Burst one of the bars and get a room. <laughs> sleep. sleep. Burst one of the bunks with me. They have to go <laughs> live with Rocky Balboa. Oh no. <laughs> And every time the train starts, it's tossed the around. Pit. <laughs> uh, All right, so she's going to take so much spin damage. It's disappointing. <laughs> she she then takes you from there, and uh, she she proceeds to give you a tour. And after she gives you a brief tour, and, and like I said, I could, so there's a library. She you see a library, and you see as you walk in this place, it's like a five different levels or six different levels you could go up. Um, there is a shop and garage. You know, people are working on various machinery, different um, tools and things. There's a laboratory. And a lot of this you're just seeing from the outside. You're able to go in yet. She's just giving you a brief tour. Uh, it takes you to the chow hall. See, uh, you see a few soldiers, obviously different ranks uh, there that are eating. There are some stables. So they've got some some horses uh, and some other deep things we'll talk about later. And then there's like a like a pool. Uh, or almost like an underground lake area just for kind of some recreational stuff. A grotto, if you will. Yeah, that's good. And she says, uh, feel free to spend the rest of the day how you will. Um, your your key cards to your room will, will give you access to places if you are allowed. You're only level one, and it may not get you everywhere, but enough to, to have some fun and relax. I'll come get you tomorrow morning for uh, the, the briefing for your first mission as a team. 
and she um, proceeds to leave you and go off, obviously, somewhere into this maze, who knows where. Thanks, Mastery. Go well, girl! Do you like Dungeons and Dragons, but are you too lazy to play it yourself? Would you rather listen to people playing it? Well, boy, do I have a podcast for you. Infinite Deer, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Find us now on iTunes and any other good podcast delivering platform. Good day. Miss B looks at the other two and then looks about kind of nervously because it's a very large place. Uh, So should we go on our separate ways or because we're working together, should we spend the time together? Makes sense to get to know each other. What he said. Uh, as you as you say that, you kind of hear some music start up uh, lightly um, to your if you're if you're you just hear music. They want us to dance. It's only in your heads. The orcs playing it to make oh. his people wall sit more. Oh no, he's a bard. He's a work bard. <laughs> That's time. his inspiration. Uh, sure. What, what would you like to know? I suppose is question. Well, that's it's not like an interview. Um, Could be. Uh, that would make me pretty nervous. Noted. Uh, Doesn't do well on tests. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think I'm gonna light my cigarette for the first time today. It. Weirdly enough, we killed a golem, and it had a name, in case you're curious. What was his name? Rocky. That's on the oh. nose, I thought, but still. Apropos. Yes, mm. I believe so. Also, check this out. I mentally communicate to uh, Lucian. I'm in your head. <laughs> uh, I don't care for that. <laughs> Looks between Same. the two of them really confused. <laughs> do you do you respond verbally or mentally? Is the question. Verbally. Verbally. Okay. Looks at Miss B. I'm in your head as well. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I stopped doing that. Forever. So that's a thing I can do. <laughs> Forever. Nope. Do you promise? <laughs> nope. Uh that could be useful. Hope so. Um. So, so what do you? Um. I guess if we're gonna work together, it makes sense to know what we can do. So you can talk in people's heads. That's pretty neat. It's not bad. 
and I noticed she must be here real, real good stabbing. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I learned when I was younger. Stabbing? <laughs> <laughs> you get to defend yourself? Mm. How young? <laughs> she, like, thinks about it. I don't know. That was maybe, like, 90 years ago? 100? I have no context to how old you were. You don't ask a lady how old she is. I'm not a- I'm not asking. I'm just saying that's not how information that you've offered me. Hmm. Uh, that's that must have been rough. No, it was rather fun. Oh. Oh. Hmm. That's William takes a step back. Interesting. She just nods, like, okay. Lucien, what is it that you do? Um, Lady Nova has entrusted me with a spark of her identity so that I can um, perform uh, miracles of varying degrees. Huh. And you pray to Lady Nova, I assume? Oh, of course. I, I pray to oh. all six, but... Um, all six of the divinities. All six, okay. Sorry, I thought you said something different. <laughs> yeah, I prayed all six of the divinities, uh, but the Lady Nova is um, very special. She's your steez, hmm? Yeah. Hmm. Good to know. Uh, as you guys are talking, another group of three are you hear them as they pass by talking about I can't believe there's only a two drink limit at the bar but it's someone's calling my name guys I think we should go to the bar okay yeah excellent must uh, be uh, is it Mrs. or Miss I'm afraid I forgot no longer married so doesn't matter so Miss mm-hmm. well it Etiquette does require it. Uh, yes, unfortunately. Yes, I will go. So, well, ladies first. As she looks about the place, not sure how to get to the bar, looks at the other group. Excuse me. Where's the bar? Uh, and the gnome you saw earlier that had like the mechanical arms and legs uh, turns to you and realizes. You're a little taller, and so... It he points all the way from this room into the bar with his giant long arm. Increases its size to be the same height, like eye level with you. It says, We're just, like, following the music. Y- you want to come along? In in his head, I say, yeah. yeah. He, like, <laughs> looks around and, like, increases his, like, arms and legs, like, as if that was, like, the squeak or something it made to see if that was the noise. And then just shakes his head and goes, Oh, we, we would love to follow you. Great. I hear it's a, it's a pretty hopping place. Thanks. Is that because you have springs? That's offensive. Oh, okay. Well, it's good to know. Yeah. yeah. That's Sorry. Right. I'm kidding. I don't really care. I was born without good. arms or legs, and so these things are pretty cool. 
Uh, okay, Barry the lead. Did I not realize you said he didn't have arms and legs? No, he, he's got, he, like, he's robot, got robot arms and legs, but he was born oh, with no. I must have missed that. Huh. Is his name Springs McKenzie? No, his name is... Stand by for a name check. Detective his name Gadget. is... Jax Griffith. Detective Griffith. I'm Jax Griffith. Griffith. A quad amputee with mechanical arms and legs. And, and, and you notice Jax, on Jax... that's a weird way to present yourself. I always we do. Saw. Just so we're all very clear about who I am and what's going on. And then you see two six-shooters on each side uh, of this pistol belt that Jax is wearing. Oh, all right. So you're not supposed to drink with firearms. You've got you've got a lot going on. you got a whole, whole situation. Like, yeah, I like to think so, too. <laughs> I don't know what that means when so I said it, but it sounded good. <laughs> and he turns and goes to the bar. <laughs> I guess follow Jax. Yeah, And follow. the music. Yep. Uh, as you walk in, I don't know how he's already done it, but Jax is already like, at one spot, he's doing like that walk downstairs thing behind a table, and he's doing it with ease because of his, his robot legs. And he just keeps going back and forth doing like rowboat stuff, down an elevator. Uh, and people are cheering that. But there's also, like, music going on that's been going on for a while. I, this guy's doing the most basic pantomime that's ever existed. You said people are cheering? Yeah, people love this. <laughs> They've A lot of them are the, are, are the initiates that are there right now. Initiates are feeling it. They're basic training soldiers who haven't had a life, seems like, in a while. And they're just looking for any level I, of normalcy. I, I, I stand in front of him and I do the trick where you, where you pull your thumb. <laughs> they explode. You remove your thumb. With cheers. Um, some throw coins at you. I, t- I tell them a simple knock knock joke. T- tell me. Pretend to be in a box. Tell me a knock knock. Uh, I'll be knock, the guy. Knock. I'll be the crab. Uh, um, uh, knock knock knock. Who's there? Uh, Dwayne? Dwayne who? Oh. Dwayne the tub, I'm drowning. <laughs> and they, <laughs> let me let me roll for it. Let's see. If, let me do a, a laughter roll here. Laughter check. Can I roll a performance roll? Um, what's my modifier for the crowd? No. What do they get? Plus what? I think it's advantage for using a cast member's name. Okay. And it's Jared. Oh, dude, that's a twenty-three. They, it's hilarious. Um, what you don't know. Is, is actually, you, you hear it. You hear behind you uh, at the bar. Look over to I the look wind. in the direction of the mechanical hop. And you turn around, and there is a, a, a basic robot that is behind the bar, the bartender. And he says, That was very funny. I am an aspiring comedian myself. What can I get you to drink? It's on the house. Oh, I, I... Nothing for me. We have more than alcoholic drinks. Um... Strawberry smoothie. Great choice. And so, the face of this thing is its like a cylinder. The head is like a cylinder um, with this indentation that goes all the way around the head but like you can see two red dots where it would be like the eyes so as his body turns oh so it's alpha from power rangers 
<laughs> very yes, a disc-like head. But his head I, doesn't turn. The body turns, and he's 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 throwing all these these things together and still talking to you. Um, I cannot stress this enough. His name is Alpha. You say Alphonse? Alpha, 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 that's right. Alpha, Alpha. Alpha. <laughs> yeah, he's got like a, a metal hair piece that sticks straight up, and he cannot get it down. Never can. He says, "Hi, hi, hi." That's right. And he says, where did you get your cool jokes from? Uh, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I used to work with, with with kids. Um, and I always thought they were a little corny, but they, they, they come up with some, some zingers. Admirable. And he finishes shaking, like, he, his, <laughs> one of his arms comes out, and he, he makes, finishes up this smoothie, and he slides it perfectly over to you, or you don't have to stop, it just stops right there, right in front of you, uh, and almost tosses, like, a, a, a fat straw into it from a distance. I love the idea of, uh, this robot gentleman, um, just responding to people's statements with a single characteristic of, of what he feels about that statement, like, admirable, like, Somebody, it's like some, identifying emotions like, to learn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if, if you ever need anything, you can just come and talk to me. Affable. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, lo- I, I love to beat old ladies. It's like deplorable. What is your name? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm Lucian. I'm Groovy176. Groovy. Zero one six. Uh, one seven six zero seven six is my father, and like, wink, wink. Oh, it was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> Good job. Appreciative. Funny. <laughs> Patronize. <laughs> Can't read the room. Haven't got that module uploaded. <laughs> um. And, and he sort of moves on this. If you were to look over the bar, you would see on the other side of the bar is like a track he's on. So he doesn't have legs. He's like on a rolling track back. And it goes to the back room um, and a door that swings open for him. And basically this this track is just all over the, would be a back kitchen. So he can get to anything he needs. And so he just moves very mechanically, but swiftly over to the next position where you're at. And he looks at B and he says, For you, madam. Would you happen to have hot lemon tea? We have lemon tea that we can heat up. Is that the same thing? No. Get the fuck up. <laughs> she <Depressed>. sighs. <laughs> I will just get Demanding. water for now. <laughs> Would you like a water for later? Wink, wink. No, thank you. Are you hitting on her? Unforgivable. And he gives you the waters. He uh, gives you a water. He gives you one for now, one for later. This isn't like Coyote Ugly where she, you order water, you get sprayed. He, he just fire hydrants you. Kills him just dead. Yeah. <laughs> Smashed into the wall. A broken, a broken shell of your former self. You limp away from the incident. You'll never be the same. And for you, sir. Uh, I'll, I'll have a... Uh, a a blackberry brandy, please. It will be limited in alcohol content. Is that okay today, sir? No. Unappreciative. Yes. What else for you? 
I take my drink limits in them. It's two drink limits. Or one drink liquor. Well, I'll take theirs as well. I'll take their liquor limits. So he, he gives you what you could get within liquor limits there at that place. It's like a very small, like a shot of the brandy. I actually, um, I, I changed my mind. I Can I get one of those as well? I've never had blackberry brandy before. Yes. And he quickly uh, presents you with a, a small shot as well. Enjoy. Thanks. Yeah, so he then goes on to the pa- other patrons around uh, around the bars. It's a pretty large bar. It's, it's in a in a horseshoe shape. So he's you know back and forth uh, around that, picking up dishes, taking over to this back room, and music is playing. Uh, a lot of people seem to be having fun. There are some people who look very nervous. You can tell that they're initiates. They're some of the people that you saw um, in the room on the first day. I pour my small amount of blackberry brandy into William's blackberry brandy glass. You are the man, Lucian. Thank you so very much. I've been drinking. <laughs> All right. Um, is there anything else you want to do before you head to your room for that? Is there any other rooms you want to check out? Mm. What time of day is it even? So you see a clock up on the wall and it says it's a digital clock. Twenty-two fifty-four. Hmm. Ten. Mm-hmm. Good. Almost. Almost eleven o'clock p.m. <laughs> that was a puzzle was like, for Abar no. alone. <laughs> <laughs> I've worked on that puzzle all day. I like day. military time. <laughs> you, j- you just subtract twelve. Um, so, like I said, so the options kind of for things if you wanted to check them out. Uh, you've got library, shop or garage, laboratory, chow hall, gym, physical fitness area, training area, um, a stables area, gardens, lake slash pool slash grotto. Mm, it's late. I think. I think uh, William will just go to night night. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, it was, it was really nice to meet you. Um, I look forward to working together. I hope it goes well. Same. Other option is death. We already did that once. Well, did we then? I don't know about you, but I didn't die. I don't really remember. Hmm? That's true. They could have given us a different cookie. Maybe we still forgot our deaths. Maybe we actually did that. They brought us back. Yeah, you only remember your true death if you, if you get the one with raisins. Oof. Oh, thank God I didn't get that. No one ever chooses that yeah. cookie, though. No one ever does. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's Why would they? There's It's one raisin cookie on a plate of <laughs> delicious double chocolate chip. I couldn't tell if it was a raisin or like a ratchet. There was no way I was going to take that chance with all those little delicious cookies on that plate. Yeah, no one <laughs> likes those. I'll, um, I'll see you both in the morning. Then I'll go to bed. Yeah.
One thing we love at Lawful Stupid, among the other things we love at Lawful Stupid, is spreading the word about your business. Or maybe you want to tell your sweet, sweet grandma that you love her for the world to hear. We want to give you that chance. If you're a business and want to get your services on the air, or just want to tell a loved one a personal message, head on over to lawfulstupid.org forward slash message in a bottle. There you can take around 250 words to say what you want. Business ads are $20. Personal ads are 10 Tell the world what you have to hear with Lawful Stupid's message in a bottle. So you guys, you kind of all walk back, idle chit chat, because you're all going back to the same place. There, there is a, a bank of doors that are very similar. So you could get to your room from a door on the right or a door on the left, because either way, it's going to be your room. Um, everyone goes to the same door, but for whatever reason, it's that's just your room and you're occupied. So when you scan in, it knows it's you, and you're able to go in your room. So you guys go to your rooms, um, and it's you feel as at home as you can, knowing that you've been pulled away from you know your loved ones, and it's. Maybe if you've ever been in a position when, when you're like a, you know, you're alone at night, alone with your thoughts, maybe that's the best place to be. Maybe that's the worst place to be. Um, but as you lay there and you think about what, what the day might have in store for you, what your life might look like from now on. And as you do, you drift off to sleep, wherever that is for you. I don't know if that's reading a book. Dwayne, yes. It is imperative to know that when William gets into his room, he pulls out his pen, puts it in his holder, and discusses today's events with Eshi. Mm. We can we can roleplay that if you want. Nope, we don't need to, but that is just... Cool. He just goes over it with her. Okay. Uh, it is imperative to know that as soon as Lucian gets into his room, um, he says his prayers and goes to sleep like a good boy. Get your own bed. I do before <laughs> bedtime. Hey, Bond, what would it be imperative for us to know about about Miss B? Miss <laughs> uh, B? Yeah, she'll go right into Besides bed. Besides all of her children's names. <laughs> <laughs> she no. recites them alphabetically. No, thank Jesus. you. Do it uh, by age. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, no, she'll change into her pajamas. I assume they get some. Ooh, with uh, a big old the, the stocking cap and a little ball on the end. Oh no, not for her. Aww. It's loose. It's going to be messy in the morning. It's going to be no. She braids it. Uh, mm. Okay. <laughs> and she'll go to bed, but she'll make sure there's a. What is it? A body-sized pillow? The little body-length ones? And then cuddles that. Yep. Uh, Devin, in response to your asking uh, Miss B to name all of her children, I do have a question for you. Oh, gosh. Go ahead. In the second ever episode of Spoopy Monsters, you and Alex Goring had a litany of love children. I'm not going to ask you to name all of them. I'm going to ask you to name only the apple of your eye. Oh my gosh, dear. it was a name that means something terrible. Hold on, like the word itself. I knew I knew where you were going with this. And I just, you, you knew I cannot, You're like, I cannot. <laughs> starts with a T? Does it start with a T? I have no idea. Oh, you don't remember? I will think of it and we'll get back to you. 
I, think, I feel like it was like Coco or something. No, it's I, I have to go look for it out. That's nah, extra content, folks. Uh, if you ever want to join Patreon, there's a picture right there. <laughs> go get you some extra content. Um, that might have been a, it's just a Halloween release. I'm not sure. Join hmm. or die. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> you all drift off to sleep. You are awoken pleasantly in the morning by the voice from like an intercom, whatever it might be, some magical device of misery saying, All right, it is time for you to get ready for your briefing this morning. And as you kind of all look at clocks, or maybe you're, you didn't have a clock before because you didn't think you needed it, suddenly a clock appears wherever you look. And for some of you, it will be the regular time, which says... 0800. And for the rest of you, it will also say 8 o'clock because you don't have to do any math of that. So it's 8 o'clock in the morning. Uh, it's, it's imperative to know that mine is a sundial. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're underground. Because it's, it's, like it's, it's like a clock, but, but light based. So we walk world. I'm really digging this theme you got going on here. Just a very <laughs> light based. Uh, so you get ready. And you are taken into what's, what appears to be the exact same briefing room that you were in just yesterday. Uh, and every, everyone t- comes in and takes their seats, and you sit with your team, and everyone sits with their team. But you notice that some of the teams from, from yesterday who had three and four people are missing some of those people. And you realize also that some of those teams who, who have the same amount of people, some of those people are missing, you know, they're pretty banged up or their arms are in casts or missing an eye or, or eyes are blacked. Just very various uh, injuries to these people. And as you're sitting there and you're not there long, uh, the curtains on the, on the stage open up and Agent Sly steps up to the podium. I have trained every agent that has come through the KNG in the past 30 years. They do not go to the field unless I sign off on their training, and when it is complete and it is successful. But there are times that we must bend to fit our circumstances. And she holds up an envelope, and then that one that appears to be one, she fans into four or five. You are all going on a mission early. Your training will be in the field. And so to her right, um, as if on cue, a small square opening like recedes back from the stage and you see something beginning to rise up out of the platform, uh, this plat- the stage. And it looks like one of those old, um, what do you call them? The fortune telling machines, like with the old guy in it and he would like, Oh yeah. I forget what they're called. It's just like an old fortune to Zoltar. Zanza yes. machines? Z- Zoltar. Yes. It still looks very much like that. It's like purple. It's got all of this elaborate, like gold writing and it looks like very bad writing on the machine itself. And, um, she says, before you go, you will consult the knowledge motioning to this machine. Each member of you, your team will receive some piece of information about the mission. Some of it is useful, some of it is not. You can hardly know which is which until the mission is over. You will step up to the machine, place your thumb on the scanner, and receive your piece of knowledge. The knowledge is always true. It may not be helpful, but it is always true. Some piece of information will get you to be the key of the mission. Uh, As such, you will all get a piece for you to decide if it is important or not. 
And so what she does now is she lets the first row go. She lets the second row go. And then as you, um, your row's turn, who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay, so you walk up. William stands up. Put your thumb on the machine. Can you roll a d20 for me? Just flat. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, William, given time to prepare, oh, interesting, um, is now like in his suit and is sharp. He's well put together, like nice and trim. Mm. Um, and he rolls a one. Perfect. Uh, your, you do this, and the and the machine like moves up and down. Some lights happen. Some fog. It looks like a very cheaply made machine, but it prints out a piece of paper at the bottom. You pull, and on it, it says, "Fruit grows on trees, and it can be anything." Uh, who's next? Great. I put it in my pocket. Do the dang thing. Same thing. You walk up, put your thumb on. The machine reacts to that. Uh, roll a flat D20 for me. Three. Okay. Uh, it says, uh, paper comes out, it says, pain can be avoided with compromise. Thank you, knowledge. Does not respond. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Miss B, your last. And as you go up, you, because you're your last one to go, I don't need your roll. You put your thumb in the machine and it prints out your piece of paper and it says, Follow your thirst to the source. Weird. <laughs> and she will go back to. The other two. Excellent. And and so the rest of the, the, the class, we'll call them the class, this class, goes through and they get their clues as well, get their get their knowledge. That's what we're calling it. And as they finish, uh, Agent Sly gets back and she says, first things first, you must go through and get some items from the weaponry. You can pull a few things, uh, borrow from, from the KNG, and eventually you will be able to turn in your mission points for other items that you can use on other missions as you go on. As your clearances improve, you will be able to get more and more magical items, rarer items from, from the stock. Um, but until then, you must rely on each other and some basic items in order to succeed in your missions. If you die out there, you die out there. This is not a place for the faint of heart. Do I have any questions? And almost she is asking that, but doesn't actually want anyone to ask questions. But I'll give her the option. Now that I know. <laughs> I had lots of questions, but now I'm too afraid to ask. And so that was the intended she and she very intimidating. She says, good. On with you. And as she leaves into the right door, walks the the large orc, the mustachioed man, misery, and a fourth individual that you will see. And we're going to go ahead and pull from our uh, patron donated Ooh. characters. Let's see who who are we going to grab today. Ooh, me 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 me. You know what? Zebra, Zebra, you, Zebra Donut is, is going to be the first one. And this is Durfan Johnson, uh, a human cleric uh, wearing kind of a similar garb uh, as our boy Lucian. Um, he's very eccentric, very excited to be here. 
And, he, and, and so he is the next one coming through. Human male, he's going to have short uh, brown hair, uh, bright green eyes, beautiful green eyes. Um, his colors that he wears in his uniform are a blue uh, and orange. So the the blue is kind of the major color, and then your collared you know trim is the orange color. Yeah, so you have four groups. And so Misery will take you into, and this is going to be the last thing we do for this this episode. Misery is going to take you into the armory. And she says, all right, you get to pick. Um, I say you pick, but it really picks you. Uh, items of old, some artifacts we found from, from the old times before the blossoming, and, and we'll help you in your endeavors. So go ahead and take a look around and, and see what calls out to you. And as you do that, you, you walk into this room, and it is it is a pretty large room. It, I mean, it's by all means the most cleaned, the most well stocked um, armor you've ever seen. There are daggers, there are magical items, there are uh, musical instruments, there are uh, just potion bottles, any number of things you could ever want. Um, and so what we'll do is, you characters, you guys have all given me magical items, and so what we'll do is we'll start off with Miss B. So, Ms. B, as you walk around, what is it that you see that calls out to you? Um, I feel like she's taking her time, like, walking around, like, one step at a time, each little click of the heel going along. And then she'll look at one thing, take a step, but do that thing where you kind of, like, step back. Where, like, oh, I found something interesting. Mm, okay. And she does a lean back, turn, and look. Uh, and she found a couple daggers. Um... And I guess they look more like a set rather than each on their own. Uh, it's one's kind of glittery silver with the blade, while the other one's glittery gold. And it's kind of got like scales imprinted on the handles and blade part. Hmm. And she'll pick those up, or pick one up first, uh, kind of like. Do the feel the weight of the blade and how it just kind of moves and nods with a hmm uh, and pick them both up and look around to see what she kind of needs to do after picking it. So as you pick it up, it seems you, you've already found it very quickly. And, and Misery comes over and she says, ah, lover's blades. These are remnants of a relationship abandoned. Not by choice, of course. Two lovers, Sanjay and Terse, the sun and one of the moons, together, inseparable. And so these, these two daggers work in tandem, uh, and they can't be separated, or otherwise they are use, useless. Good choice. Uh, Alright, and then we'll do William. You're up. Uh, yeah, so William looks around. Weapons, armor... Uh, he sees a pair of like, like uh, looks like gold framed um, glasses, like he like uh, that looks similar to the ones he's wearing, um, and they are also like tinted red. Um, and he like picks those up. He like takes his off, puts them in his pocket, and he picks up this like relatively identical looking 
pair and like puts it on and like so like Eshi like can f- appear to him mm-hmm. like we've already established right yeah. and he puts them on and and speaking to Eshi uh no one else can see her obviously and he goes oh, how do you they look good on me and he's like fixing them uh and she's you mean us uh, yes us of course they do we look good in everything Let's be clear that like this isn't like some symbiotic relationship. That they're not one person. I'm getting big venom vibes. I am too. What do you yeah. What do you want from me? What am I? How am I? Well, she's. It's just. It's. She's his patron, right? So my whole goal is to extend her will and stuff like that. But we are not like one person. All right, re- like, we'll, us we'll, is we'll, fine. You look. You look great. Very fitting. Oh, thank you. Awesome. I'll take these then. Uh, and so, not hearing any of that, of course, Misery says, Oh, the tacticians I wear, these are, these are very good for, well, anything in, in terms of investigating and, and searching for things that aren't seen by the normal eye. Um, if you bring uh, material like minerals uh, of different, different types, um, you name it, different colors, opals and turpentine and whatever <laughs> those other ones are, rubies, sapphires... Um, Topaz. To, they they have different effects. Things that you can can see or control or magical abilities, and and we can fix those up for you. But good choice. Oh, thank you. And lastly, Lucian. Lucian is taking longer than everybody else, and he kind of like is looking over his shoulder. And he sees that William, and Miss B, are already settled. <laughs> he's going through, and he's like, oh. Valax. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh boy, it's uh, it's plate mail. Nice. And he's just kind of looking, and then like a glint catches his eye, and he sees this this golden bracer that has a symbol on it, a very familiar symbol, mm. symbol of Nova, which I will try to describe with words now, unless you already have them, Devin. No, I want to hear what you got, man. It is effectively a radiating light and it is made up of eight lines okay a lo- a large line in each of the cardinal directions and then a smaller half line in between each of those it looks like a bits Oh, like Ruin. a cursor in Call mm. of Duty when you've got a hit marker at the same time. I guess. Uh, yeah, whatever. Reductive. Get that crap out of here. <laughs> if, you, if you want to boil it down to something everybody knows. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So, okay, you pick that up. And I, I think he, he he puts it on and it fits like a glove. But it's a bracer. It's like a bracer. It's like a bracer. Excellent. Um, and she... Misery walks over to you and she says, "It seems like something was easy pick for you, being a servant of uh, of Nova and all. That's precisely one of her items. Uh, this one is called the." And she kind of looks at it, turns it over. It's got some markings at the top. Uh, I have a picture that I drew up very roughly, but it's got some markings on it. And she says, "Oh, one of the immortal six braces." The, the 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 individual who owned this was was also a a servant of 
of Nova specifically. Uh, I'll take it. Very well, then. And uh, what you'll do is you have to take it up to the the armorer in the building, the guy's in charge of it. Um, He is a, a dwarfman, but he's got like a light blue skin. And he he says, uh, all right, let me see what you've got there. And so uh, I guess as you guys, if you want to say something to him, you can. But otherwise, he's just he's just marking it out of um, a stock is what he's doing. Just that you've that you've taken it and who's got it. Thank you. And then he, he looks to you, William. He says, hey, lad, if you find any other precious stones, bring them to me and I'll make sure to get you something special. But also bring some coin. Yes, of course. Yeah. All right. Um, everyone's seated back in the room. And Agent Sly comes back out and she says, All right, everyone, you get uh, three potions apiece, um, a, a few days' rations, because your mission should not take more than a week. And you have to find your way back. You get to use the drop zones. We will, we will transport you close to the mission, but you must find your own way back. As you become a level two, three, four, five agent, you will be given train tickets. You will be given um, other means of, of getting back. But we want to test and see if you are able to find your own way back. How re- responsible are you? How reliable are you as agents? Some people do not make it back. No, it is that is uh, that is a fact. But I think you will be okay, and if not, you will die. And then we will know who is the strongest. Um, as you go through the door on the right, it goes into a normal room again, very much like the one you fought the, the golem in. Um, and mercy, uh, mercy, misery. She <laughs> says, mercy. "Misery says, uh, I patched you a little something, and it's uh, some some more chocolate chip cookies in bags, very tightly sealed." Um, and she says, "Are, are these going to do the same thing as the last?" Ones? No, these these are just delicious, and they give you a plus two HP for each one you eat. Uh, you each have Ooh, three. Something uh, I hope will will help you in in the future. Please uh, come back and see me again. And she opens the door. Um, and you can have one final thing to say if you want. Sorry about that. And so she opens the door, <laughs> and you see out for the first time in maybe a few days. I don't know, you know how you what your memory is muddled. How long you've actually been there? But you've kind of forgot what the smell of like fresh air is and like. Almost what the sky even looked like. But as she opens the door, there are these gigantic mountains that you're in. The sky is clear, blue. Uh, some birds fly over. Um, and, you, and the wind blows through your hair. And it, and it feels wonderful. It's warm. It's a pretty warm. Like, like cool, warm, that perfect temperature, like 70 degrees, 68 degrees. Um, and she says, any last words? I would love to see you again. And then I guess we step out. <laughs> we w- we'll come back. We, um, we wouldn't want to leave you bereft of company. And William, too cool for school. But <laughs> he just puts his sunglasses on, those glasses. <laughs> walks. Oh, first of all, they never came off, my boy. They've been on. <laughs> he takes them off to put them he back. Puts his, he, puts, he puts his other pair of sunglasses on top of the sunglasses. I, just, I look at her. She looks at me expectantly. And I step up. <laughs> and uh, she closes the door. And she uh, she sends up a little prayer to Nova. And that's where we'll end the episode. 
Did we just go skydiving? You. Is that what I just tried? No, no, no. That's she she opened like. a door <laughs> and it just it, it opened you up somewhere in the world and she let you out. Like you step out oh. of the ground. Yeah, you're on the ground. No. But now that okay. you said that, let me write that okay. down somewhere because that's going to be a fun little, little side thing. I just thought that'd be cool as shit. It's like, oh, you're tossed out and you slow fall to your <laughs> spot. But that's cool. That's cool. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, you're also all level two now. So go ahead and mark that on your sheets. <laughs> all right. Hell yeah. Level up. Go ahead, Shane. Hit him up with that roll for humanity. Hey, everybody. It's me. You boy. It's Black History Month, so we're going to donate to our charity, Thurgood Marshall College Fund. Uh, Thurgood Marshall College Fund is the nation's largest organization exclusively representing the black college community. Uh, they have member schools, including public supported historically black colleges and universities, predominantly black institutions. All donations allow Thurgood Marshall College Fund to continue expanding, innovating their programs to make a significant difference transforming students' life. Awesome. Love it, man. Love it, love it, love it. What are we rolling? 14! All right, gonna put that on the sheet. Great. That's, uh, one better than last time. I'm only gonna get high. Speaking of... <laughs> getting higher? Oh... You can. You can vote for your, uh, your team members. So uh, you can go to store.lawfulstupid.org uh, and you can get uh, these stickers for your individual characters. Um, so we have Team Lucian, Team Misby, um, and um, uh, Team William. And whoever gets the most purchases, whoever sells the most stickers, their character will get advantage. So, but you gotta act now. You gotta act fast, right? This is an infomercial. Uh, because this stops at the end of February. So, quickly go buy all the uh, William stickers you can possibly purchase. Um, and then move on. It's gonna be great. So, I'm gonna need so that. So, this advantage. is really interesting. Uh, I've, I've got the statistics up. Now, at the time of recording, these stickers do not technically exist. Um, but I've got future statistics, and it looks like Miss B has a commanding lead um, to a point that makes Team William and Team Lucian kind of look like idiots. So if you guys could like go out there and just try to like level the playing field for one second, like so we can lose gracefully, I would appreciate Ooh, it. Ooh, and if all three tie equally, then basically all three of us get advantage. So like just keep purchasing and communicate with friends. Just balance it if out. Sore losers. <laughs> if, oh, no. if all three tie perfectly, um, we do fuse into one creature. Oh. <laughs> I will draw uh, that fusion. I, I will make it happen. I'm curious. And that Honey, be, how much money can I spend on stickers before our if, kids go hungry? Wait. If <laughs> okay. I, I'll, I'll say it now. If all three, if all three characters tie perfectly at the end of February at the number 69, if there are 69 stickers of each soul perfectly there will be a special limited edition run pin, enamel pin that 
is the fusion of all three characters drawn by Avon. It will be a now pen available for purchase only by those who purchase stickers. Exclusive. Talking about exclusive. <laughs> Why don't you join our uh, Patreon and get some uh, neat content that we hide away behind some stuff. For a dollar, you get to hang out with our members-only club and talk about all the things. You're, you'll be one of us, basically. Uh, so see us at patreon.lawfulstupid.org. It'll bring you right to it. Love it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that episode. And until next time, we love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.